Good morning. It is 8.36 here on This Morning with Stacey and Daryl. Uh, Morley will be in here in a little bit, too. But right now, we have a Minister of the Crown in our room. The Minister of Immigration, Refugees and Citizenship of Canada, Mark Miller, is in town in our studio and here to have a little chat with us. Good morning, sir. How are you doing? Morning to you. Good to have you here in the face-to-face, eyeball-to-eyeball. Yeah. Fun. This is a new portfolio for you. What's, what's the top... Three things on your to-do list. <laughs> oh gosh, those are the worst questions. You're uh, welcome. They, they asked me what my top priority. I came priority up with that especially for you. <laughs> don't, don't have the luxury of having top priorities in this type of portfolio, but you know, immigration is a hot issue these days. Um, mm-hmm. Making sure that we are, you know, we stay a welcome and open country, like we always have been, um, especially in the face of challenges that we face globally. I mean, internationally, we're the envy. Uh, of a lot of of a lot of countries that are in a really difficult situation, a lot of people want to come to Canada, um, but we have to do it in a way that, uh, that 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 is up to our standards and up to the open hearts that that Canadians have. But th- that okay, presents so a lot of challenges. You didn't even mention one there, so you got uh, well. Let's <laughs> see, <laughs> there's immigration. Maintain status quo is all I heard there. So. No, I mean. We're facing a lot of headwinds when it comes to immigration. I think we have a lot of questions that we have to pose as a country as to as to who we are and, and, and what kind of country we want to build, what the face of it, what the color of it is for the next for the next uh, couple decades. And that's a challenge. Uh, and, and I think it is one that is it's guided by present political sentiment, but it's also guided by sort of generational change where you have aging populations and we need workforces to maintain all the standards and services that we have that Albertans expect, that Canadians expect. And so I've just listed out, you know, out of that you could probably pick ten. Uh, mm-hmm. And and that's kind of the the juggling the juggling match that I have. Well, here's another juggling match too, because I think I've wondered our population get to 40 million. We're still mm-hmm. bringing in lots of uh, either either refugees or through regular uh, immigration sources, and we have a housing crisis. To me, when I look at uh, sort of what your portfolio is and what you're being faced with, you have to deal with a housing issue as well. They have to be in- interconnected. Uh, are they not? Because we don't have enough room for the people who are here now. They can't find an affordable place to live. They are to an extent. I mean, it, it is a product of the political discussion of our times. And when I got into politics in 2015, interest on my mortgage was pretty much free, and no one was blaming immigrants for uh, for affordability issues that were plaguing Montreal, like they were, like they were Edmonton at the time. Now everyone's feeling it, and so that sentiment often. And I'm not, you know, I don't I don't blame people for sentiments, but I don't, often, I don't know if it's a blame or it's another element that adds to the issue that we're facing now. Yeah, no, it adds to it, and I think often we don't look at the we 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 look at this we look at this supplier demand side of what immigration brings and we often reduce it to look at all these people that are coming and don't look at the net increase in the gross domestic product the net increase in the workforce that is attributable 96% to immigrants in the last uh, in the last year and see the benefit of that and the need for those folks in the specialized industries that 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 need people that aren't supplied in Canada and we say to ourselves do we have the luxury to 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 drop those numbers and I don't see a world in which we do it, but I think we do have to be orderly and do this in a way as a country where we have to face these challenges. And housing, I don't deny it at all, is a challenge, but I think we can do it. It takes investments from the federal government, which is the first in a generation that's doing it, but also for for provinces and, and municipalities to step up. And, you know, I think fundamentally we can do it as a country. Um, when we ask questions, do we want more immigration, we never ask whether we want to reduce the gross domestic product of the country or reduce the workforce. And I think those are questions that we have to get a little more into the complexity of before we kind of formulate an answer as to what the path forward is. Do you have to take some time or, or sit back or take re, sort of restock and just sort of see where we are? Are we in that kind of a situation now? 
Well, I always look at uh, at the data. I look at the reports coming out from the banks. I look from uh, you know what StatsCan is producing. I look at specialists in the field, uh, and you put it all together. Uh, it is delicate, but I think when you look at that, and when I take you know when I take the plan of immigration, refugee, and citizenship that we have to cabinet into members of parliament, uh, we have to look at all these different dimensions and say to ourselves, um, where are we going as a country? Uh, I know when I talk to unions, when I talk to business councils, they need more people in specialized industries. Can we get better at what, we've, what we actually do? We've never been really good as a country at matching supply and demand, except for in temporary foreign workers, uh, in the area of temporary foreign workers, which is fraught with issues. Um, we need to get better at getting more specialized talent into the country, and even in the area of, of refugee resettlement, which is people that are, are under uh, are, are fleeing war, famine, etc. Uh, there is a way to make sure that those talents are properly matched. And what I come out from these discussions is that we can be better as a country in coordinating, and and, and we are not that good yet. Uh, let's talk about some of the TFWs. Some, many of them applying for permanent resident status. Uh, there's other cases where people are trying to bring their families uh, with with visas. A lot of delays, and I know COVID. COVID was an extraordinary circumstance, but still, really long delays. I know you're relatively new in this portfolio, but the Trudeau government's not new. So, what are you going to do to make sure that? Um, that these delays are 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 lessened, and to, to modernize the system, which is decades behind uh, where it should be. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I've been quite public in saying this is a, a department that has never really adapted to the 21st century, let alone COVID for for a second. Uh, clearly, we are seeing some unprecedented volume of people that want to. I don't fault people for wanting to come to Canada, uh, but not everyone can. Uh, when it comes to international students, or when it comes to temporary foreign workers, there are people that don't want to stay here, they want to go back, take that expertise back to their own country, be ambassadors for Canada mm -hmm. where they are. But there are people that will want to stay um, for better or for worse in Canada. And, and there are uh, there are people that are gaming the system to, to say to folks in different countries, hey, come to Canada and you can actually eventually become a permanent resident or a Canadian citizen. That's challenges that we face and challenges to the integrity of the system that I face um, as a general matter. And it's something I think we need to tackle in a mature fashion, whether we're talking about international students or whether we're talking about uh, people that are coming here to, to pick but apples. But they deserve or, or an answer whatever. in a timely fashion. Absolutely. Right? And, and what we don't want to see as a country is false hope entertained abroad and then people come here and see them dashed because it just destroys what is uh, a really good regulated system. And in fact, when we, I talk to my international partners, Germany, France, uh, the United States, are while this is, these are envelopes or, or programs that are sometimes criticized domestically, they are the envy of, of the world because they do not have that sort of regulated pathway or don't have the relatively isolated borders that we have. So you're working on improving the system. Is that the short yeah, I mean, answer? Does that, does that mean the worst takeaway from a radio show is saying I'm working on it. Yeah. It's not yeah. a punt, but the reality is this is isn't something people? you can fix overnight. Is that more bureaucrats? Is that, is that a better computer system? Or what, what is that? We've recently invent, invested a lot of money uh, into modernizing the system, going, going, from paperless to, going from paper to paperless, mm -hmm. which is important. Um, I will not deny that clearing the backlogs coming out of COVID with the unprecedented demand that we've seen, yeah. we did throw bodies at the problem to try and fix it. And I would also say largely that we, we have come, depending on which area you look at, within the normal processing times that um, you could look at the processing times and say they in themselves are not acceptable, but we're relatively speaking coming back within those norms, which is, okay. which, which is good to see because people are waiting. Mm -hmm. uh, I know you got to get out of here. Uh, really quick, you have some, uh, some ceremonies you're going to work with the mayor on uh, later on today? Yeah, citizenship ceremonies, the people that will become proud Canadians. Um, That's proud, always proud fun. It's so cool. I mean, it's the only 
ceremony. It's the only thing you go to as a politician. You guaranteed not to get yelled at. So <laughs> it makes me happy. There's but no it, guarantees. There's no guarantees. Never been, You're never a little my friend. <laughs> there's always a first, but uh, <laughs> these are amazing ceremonies. And anyone they who is, has has not seen them, uh, whether you have a friend or relative that is becoming a Canadian, mm-hmm. they will renew your faith in Canada. Some people take the oath. I I never had. I was. This is something that I was given. I was yeah. born with Canadian citizenship. Yeah. And the reality is, is I envy a lot of these people because they fought to become Canadians and of course. where I was given it. Um, but if you do and have many the chance Canadians to see wouldn't it, be able to pass the citizenship test. I've, I've tried to take it. it it's, it's, it's tough. Yeah, don't but, ask me to... I mean, please, oh, <laughs> oh, oh, that's the next time the you're back. The general of Canada who <laughs> Come on, wrote a PhD thesis on, um, you know, most people couldn't name. So... <laughs> Come on back. We'll, we'll do a quiz. You'll have to you'll have to study for it. Thanks uh, so much, Mark Miller, Thanks, both of you. immigration, refugee, and citizenship minister, joining us in studio. Nice to have you here.